plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Welcome into the Locked On Steelers podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host of Locked On Steelers, Adam Crowley. I am a member of the Steelers Radio Network team, Steelers Nation Radio, and ESPN Pittsburgh. And I'm a little agitated right now because my wife's got me doing this Whole30 diet, which means that I am currently eating... Nothing but nuts and fruits, and yeah, there's some meat sprinkled in there, but I'm not eating any carbs. There's no dairy. I love cheese, not getting a chance to eat any of that. So I'm a little testy. I'm about halfway through with the program right now, and actually it's made a big difference. I'm not a big guy. I'm really not. Actually, probably bordering on underweight, but I'm trying to I'm trying to get that cut-up physique, right? I'm trying to get rid of all the fat on my body. I'm trying to get those abs to come through and actually I'm making some progress there, but you don't really care about that. The thing that you will probably care about though is how testy I am. Don't get on my bad side. Uh, and especially not during these 30 days, 16 days through the whole 30 challenge and I believe, actually I don't believe, I know for a fact that whole 30 ends on October 6th, so you can find me on October 7th with a beer, an iced cold beer, hanging out Friday night, watching some ball, high school ball perhaps, and then Saturday having a couple of brewskis while I watch the college games. That's the other thing I'm not allowed to do is drink alcohol, which if you know me, well, you know that that's an issue during the weekends as I like to kick back, watch some college ball, and have a couple beers, but hey. Can't do that right now. Frustrating. I'm going through withdrawal. I'm shaking here, baby. Stinks. But, you know, I guess I'm bettering myself, helping myself live longer for whatever that's worth. I'm sure that'll make you all happy out there. I know you're all happy because the Steelers are sitting at 2-0 and right now, 1-0 and in the division. First time since 2010 that the Steelers are 2-0, and which is bizarre, I think, given how easy I think it is to start 2-0, and but... I guess that the fact that the Steelers haven't done it since 2010 would disprove my theory. doesn't seem that hard, right? You win the first game, hey, go out and win the second game. And the Steelers have been very good in home openers, but hey, it hasn't happened for them. That's okay. I think a quick start is very important to their success this season. The stated goal is obviously winning the AFC North, and I know to a man the Steelers want to get not just a home game, but they want to not have to play in wild card weekend. They would like to get one of the two first round buys and ideally they want to get home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. And the Steelers, as I mentioned, are two and oh they're on their way right now to being able to do so. And it's interesting to me how the Steelers have won their first 
couple of ball games. They've won it by playing pretty good defense. Yes, they've been giving up yards, but they've only given up 16 points a game. And they've done it by running the football. It's the old school Steelers. They're running the ball and they're stopping the run. And defensively, the Steelers have been one of the better teams in football at stopping the run. They were top 10 last year. Well, they're top five now this year, only giving up 3.4 yards per rush and only giving up 50.5 yards per game. You stop the run, you're going to have some success. And look, it's not the yesteryears of the NFL where everyone's going to try to line up and muscle you off the ball and they're going to slam the ball down your throat and it's going to be four yards in a cloud of dust but you need to keep teams honest and this week in particular I think the Philadelphia Eagles need to keep the Steelers honest running the football if not Carson Wentz their rookie quarterback is going to be in some trouble and I just don't think the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball not to mention Not only are the Steelers stopping the run, but they're also running the ball to the tune of 4.1 yards per carry, which isn't great, but they're persistent. That's 135.5 yards per game that they are running the ball, and they're only giving up 50.5 yards per game. And in multiple occasions, these last couple of games, we've seen the Steelers rely heavily on the run in some difficult circumstances. In that first game against the Washington Redskins, after a Ben Roethlisberger interception where things were spiraling out of control early and quickly in that game in that first quarter, the Steelers said, screw it, we're going to give the ball to D'Angelo Williams. And they kept handing the ball to him, and they marched down the field, scored a touchdown on fourth down on a throw to Antonio Brown. We saw late in the game, it became an eight-point football game And the Steelers said, you know what, we need to put the ball in the end zone, we need to grind the the ball, we need to take some time off the clock. And what they do? They handed the ball to D'Angelo Williams on that scoring drive for 49 yards, and the rest is history. In this game, in the first half, we saw that the Steelers didn't have any success running the football. 17 carries, 45 yards, I think, for D'Angelo Williams. But in the second half, they kept going to the well. They kept turning around and handing the ball off. And at the end of the day, uh, the Steelers wound up rushing for over 100 yards. Now, Ben Roethlisberger did have a scramble of nearly 20 yards that got the Steelers into a position to score a touchdown to D'Angelo Williams. But they showed that they need to run the ball, and they believe that running the ball is an important thing to their success. And we've seen Ben Roethlisberger not be sharp early in Washington and really not be sharp much at all in that game against Cincinnati, and yet the Steelers still sit at 2-0 and and are still averaging over 30 points a game offensively. That's because they've been able to run the ball. We're going to hear from Craig Wolfley, his thoughts on the Steelers running game coming up in just a moment, but this is it, baby. It's my weekend to go to Landover, Maryland to check out my West Virginia Mountaineers taking on the BYU Cougars. I joked on Twitter at Adam Crowley SNR that it is Cougar Week. You can take that for what it's worth, whether it means football or otherwise. But football is back, baby. I'll be checking out my Mountaineers at Landover, Maryland, as they take on the Cougars. And I got my tickets through SeatGeek. And SeatGeek's the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see 
up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the seats that you want for a great value. SeatGeek's got the best deals on every ticket in the house, wherever you want to sit, whether that's the 50-yard line, the club seats, or the nosebleeds. And I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I could be anywhere, anywhere. And just with a few taps, I can instantly get my seats for the weekend or any games this season like I did with WVU-BYU. And with SeatGeek, you always get the best deals on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase, and here's what you got to do. You download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add promo code, enter promo code LO Steelers, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code Steelers today and get the best seats to the game you want to see this upcoming weekend if you want to travel out there to the city of brotherly love to check out the Steelers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I mentioned we'd hear from Craig Wolfley. Uh, we do Wednesdays with Wolf here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, and Craig Wolfley and I did the show yesterday uh, in the locker room on Steelers Nation Radio, and Wolf and I discussed the Steelers running game, and they just kept going to the well. They kept being persistent, and they wound up winning this football game largely, I think, because of what they were able to do on the ground. Here's what Craig Wolfley had to say about that yesterday on Steelers Nation Radio. The other thing about it is, thirty on uh, out of thirty-two carries, fifteen of them were for one yard or yep. less. Now think about that. That's like amazing. All right, that's a punishing afternoon. You are getting whacked one yard or less. You are getting whacked. You are not out on the free range and doing stuff. You're getting whacked pretty close after you catch, you take the ball and go. That means, number one, you've got to be so doggedly determined in your mind, that is D'Angelo Williams, that you understand, i got to stay with it. The best example was like what uh, Bob Labriola was explaining yesterday. My, my grandpa used to have a construction company. And he used to, in the summer, I would be, uh, I, I, you know, he just had me as a, as a laborer. And I would have to, a lot of my job was like uh, busting up cement. You know, as we're going to pour new cement or rocks, cleaning the, the mud or the cement off of bricks and stuff, or breaking up, you know, concrete or something. So I, I remember distinctly just swinging away with a, a sledgehammer. And after, you know, 20 minutes, hey, Grant, I, nothing's happening. It's okay, boy. Stay with it. Boom, boom. An hour. Still nothing. Hey, Grant, nothing's happening. It's all right, boy. Just keep swinging that hammer. You got me? Yeah, Grant, I got you. Might be two hours later, boom, and finally, for whatever, it would break finally. And, you know, that's just the way it is. got to stay on the run game, and you never know when you're going to break it and, and, and bust up that defense. And that's what they did. They kept going at him, and it was like a sledgehammer, and they kept hitting the rock and hitting the rock until finally it cracked. And the Steelers, their run defense was demoralizing to the Bengals where they kept swinging the sledgehammer, and then about halfway through, the sweat starts beating down their brow, and they said, screw it, we're not doing this anymore. That's exactly it. My grandfather could have said, it's okay, son. Come on over. Yeah. Sit down. Here's have some a nice lemonade. little lemonade. Yeah. yeah. Sit down. No, what do you say? It's okay, boy. Just stay with it. You know? And that was and it. And the Cincinnati Bengals, they just quit. They quit. 18 carries, 46 yards. Jeremy Hill, 11 carries for 22 yards. 
Gio Bernard, 5 for 17. I don't understand why the Bengals don't use Giovanni Bernard against the Steelers more. He's a better player, I think, than Jeremy Hill. He's also on my fantasy team. But Gio Bernard, 3.4 yards per carry. It's a lot better than 2.0. And we've seen that at times those slippery in-space running backs give the Steelers more trouble than those bigger plotting types. And I'm not going to say Jeremy Hill's a plotting type running back, but he's more straight ahead. The Steelers certainly have success against those guys. I would have liked to see the Bengals get Gio Bernard involved, if only for my fantasy team, but to see how the game would have played out had they been able to do that. They didn't. I don't understand why without Tyler Eifert they don't use one of their better weapons, but hey, that's just me. And Craig Wolfley hit the nail right on the head there. Stay persistent. The Steelers didn't have a lot of success running the football at times, but they kept doing it, and they kept the Bengals honest. The Bengals never kept the Steelers honest because they just stopped running the ball. And we've seen this time and time again from the Bengals. They'll come into Pittsburgh determined to run the ball, and they'll just give up on it because the Steelers shut them down. Another big reason for the Steelers' defensive success and their old-school mentality here is what they're doing defensively against teams on third down. Steelers have been great on third down in sub-packages, uh, stopping the run. And how about this? Steelers' opponents are converting just 26.9% of all third downs. The Redskins and Bengals are also combined 1-for-7 in the red zone, and the Redskins and Bengals were combined 7-of-36 on third downs against your Steelers' outfit. Unbelievable success that the Steelers are having on those quote-unquote possession downs. And I'm interested to hear what Craig Woofley has to say about why, or I'm interested for you to hear why Craig Woofley says the Steelers have been having third-down success. Here's what he had to say yesterday. In the most simplistic terms, they're making plays on third-down sub-packages. That's what they're doing. Be it, you know, the pass rush, be making the tackles. They're keeping everything in front of them. They're not missing tackles. Now, the one key to this whole thing that, that's not happening yet are the sacks. That's, right. you know, you're looking for a little more pressure. But the fact of the matter is when they get into these plus yardage situations, and, and, and remember, this is still early in the season, so the offenses are yet to get fully untracked. Um, but at the same time, you got Jordan Berry, who did a great job of making it a long field for the Bengals yep. all day. And remember... You always say you want them to go long, long ball, long field, because then you have the most opportunities for a mistake to happen. If you go out and you score in three, four plays, that's not very hard. You got somebody, uh, you know, back in uh, the AFC Championship game in 84, you got Danny Marino was lighting us up for, uh, you know, a touchdown in three plays. And we were going on 10 and 12 play drives, coming back in the Miami Heat, you know, and in the long run, that that that's going to kill you. Yeah, you at know some what I mean? point, you're just going to... Uh, you you, you kind of you fall apart, and you can make a mistake through being tired or what have you out there. And right now, um, the Steelers are, are able to get off the field on third down situations. And part of that includes winning on first down, making sure that you don't give up four yards or more, okay? And then making it, getting them into the opportunities for long third downs, and then, then getting off the field when they can't convert it. And the Steelers are winning on first downs because they're stopping the run, something we talked about earlier, 3.4 yards per rush, only 50.5 per game. And we've also seen the Steelers be successful uh, in the field position battle. And Jordan Berry, last year I thought showed at times he could be really good, had the longest punt in the National Football League last year. But 
he was inconsistent. This year in two games, he's been anything but. The Bengals started drives at their 9, their 10, their 8, their 3. They were fighting it all game long. Steelers' average field position to start their drives was around the 35. The Bengals' average field position to start their drives was around the 21. And if you don't think having to go the whole field makes a difference, well, you're wrong. Because it does. And if you trade threes for sevens with the Steelers, you're going to lose football games. And I think Carson Wentz is going to have trouble with that. There are a couple of things the Steelers are going to do to him that are going to create some problems. Number one, they're going to disguise a lot of things. They're going to show pressure and not bring pressure. Not show pressure and then bring pressure. We saw two veteran quarterbacks last year, Matt Hasselbeck and Carson Palmer, both say the Steelers showed things defensively that they hadn't done previously before that game. So there were things that they were doing that wasn't on the tape that they saw studying the football game. I think that's going to give Carson Wentz problems. But more importantly, I think what's going to give Carson Wentz problems this week is being a rookie quarterback and looking up at the numbers the Steelers are putting up offensively. If you have a quick three and out, and the Steelers go down the field, boom, 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 score a touchdown, put some pressure on you. If it happens again, boom, 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 Steelers go down the field against a not good Eagles secondary, put a touchdown on the board, well, all of a sudden, you're in trouble. You're down 14 points, and you're thinking, man, i got to keep up with these guys, really? i got to keep up with Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown? I think even more so than the Steelers' defense giving Wentz fits, the Steelers' offense will give Wentz fits because he's going to have to keep up for the first time in his young career. He's not playing the Browns. He's not playing the Bears with a busted-up thumbed Jay Cutler. He's playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are one of the best teams in football. Here's what Steelers sideline analyst and friend Craig Wolfley had to say about Carson Wentz, why he has been so impressive thus far. One of the things that, that was interesting to me was he looked to have great footwork and mm. fundamentals. He looked like he was communicating everything he needed to communicate, which I found really interesting because when they went no huddle, when they went empty backfield, um, he was identifying who was coming, he was thrown to the hot receiver. This kid is smart. Yes. I mean, he's very smart, and he doesn't make many stupid errors. Look, you're going to make errors. It's the human nature out there to make some errors. What you look to eliminate are the stupid, unnecessary errors, the ones where um, you, know, you stupidly don't communicate a play, snap count, whatever, or you miss some verbs. Uh, is you're saying the snap count, you know, and suddenly the ball snapped. Things like that. Right. Those are the unnecessary, stupid, unforced errors. He looks like he's he, he's very small in the unforced error department. Yeah, and no turnovers at all in his brief two-game career with the Philadelphia Eagles. Good for him. I think that probably changes this week. He's stepping up in class from JV to varsity. It ain't the Browns. It ain't the Bears. It's the Stillers. And they're a better football team than both of those teams. And I got into it with an Eagles fan on Twitter.com. And he was coming after me saying, well, both teams are 2-0. and The Eagles are for real. I can't believe you keep talking down on the Eagles. And the reality is, yes, both teams are 2-0. and The Eagles played two garbage teams. And look, they took care of business. Carson Wentz has been good. I'm not going to take anything away from him. But the Steelers beat two teams who were division winners last year. And they beat them rather handedly. I don't think that the Steelers were in danger of losing either of those ball games. Really, uh, from start to finish, I never really felt like they were in much danger. 
So, yeah, it is a little bit different, and I think that the Eagles are stepping up in class. Got to give it to Carson Wentz. He looks polished. He's got command of that offense. Uh, he spreads the field. Uh, they actually had five wide early on a number of snaps. Uh, Doug Peterson's doing a good job at head coach, uh, and they've been throwing the ball quickly with Carson Wentz. But I think that he won't be able to keep up with the Steelers this week. We'll come back tomorrow on the Locked On Steelers podcast and talk a little bit more about Carson Wentz. We'll start to preview the Eagles even more in depth, uh, but really wanted to talk about how the Steelers were winning games old school in this edition of the podcast, stopping the run, giving up 3.4 yards per rush, only 50.5 per game, and running the ball down teams' throats to the tune of 135.5 yards per game. Make sure you're checking out all the other Locked On podcasts. You can check out Taran Davenport, who does Locked On Eagles. If you want to check out The Enemy, you want to see what's going on over there. Also, make sure you checked out Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson. That's going to do it for us today. We'll talk to you tomorrow for Locked On Steelers. Football season is here, and you can get in the action and play like the pros at MyBookie.net. At MyBookie.net, you can feel the excitement of predicting your favorite sports. It's never too late to make a play. You can even use your smart for non-stop action on the go mybookie.net go online now use promo code Steelers to be entered into their million dollar prize pool or call 844-722-2387 join the thousands of online players already playing only the biggest only the best only at mybookie.net sign up today is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.